Coming to you from beautiful downtown Spokane, where you can enjoy all four seasons in just one day. Because when we do nature, we go hardcore. It's the Queer Centric with your host, Queerly Johnny. Welcome, everyone, to another fun rendition of our little podcast here in the studio, uh, The Queer Centric. So that must mean it's, as every week, it's Tuesday, and we have a great discussion and a great guest on the books. But before we get to that, I do want to do the fun little introduction that we do. I want to say, remember uh, last week, we interviewed the amazing uh, and talented Jason T. Gaffney and David Allen, David Allen Singletary of the new Deku.com series, Marriage of Inconvenience. Remember, that is out now. So definitely go and support them. It's a cute show. I binged the whole thing. Um, and like I say all the time, we as queer artists should support our fellow indie queer artists because that's how we change the landscape of entertainment to include us. So uh, we're very excited for them. We wish them lots of congratulations on the launch date. So remember to check out uh, Marriage of Inconvenience on Deku.com. Also, if you don't have Deku.com, it's not that expensive. So it would be worth throwing into everything else that we all, all the other channels we buy these days. Uh, it's, it's kind of like I sort of miss cable. I'm not going to, because I had one bill. Now I have like too many bills and I don't know where my money's going. So listen, it gets bad. It gets bad out here. Also, we want to mention that STCU Best of Broadway has announced their new season. So uh, it it came out yesterday. So be sure to go to broadwayspokane.com to check out what you can see. You know, we love going to all the shows, uh, talking to all the great actors. Uh, some highlights I want to say is I missed Mean Girls the musical this year and I get a second chance. So Mean Girls is coming back, so look for that. Also, I don't think Spokane has ever had Les Mis, and Les Mis is going to be here. I saw it when I was a baby gay uh, in Seattle, and it was absolutely, it's, it's an amazing show. Uh, I liked it better than the movie. Sorry about it. I'm just going to say that. I liked it better than the movie. Um, absolutely amazing. So you can do that. And uh, let's see what else you might love to see. Six is going to be uh, here in Spokane. We've never had this musical. Good old uh, Henry VIII and all the bad things he did to his wives. That's coming here. So you're going to be able to do that too. If you want your tickets, just go to broadwayspokane.com and you can buy season tickets now. And we love them over at West Coast Entertainment because they are nothing but supportive of us. And so support those who support you. That's all I'm saying. Now, I want to get into some... What, what I love about our next guest is uh, multifaceted, uh, absolutely uh, brilliant voice, has so many amazing singles over the years, and about to release a brand new album. Um, and it talks about something... I mean, this is very autobiographical. Before we go on, he is a former American Idol, and we're going to talk to him about how that's got to get old after a while, hearing that in all of your interviews. <laughs> <laughs> but we're going to uh, welcome to the mics, David Hernandez. David, welcome. What's up? Thank hey, you for me. thank you. You're hey. a busy, busy, busy guy. I'm a busy bee, buzz. You are, and I now am, you're yeah, on the. I, I try. I try to keep myself busy. I mean, and you do really well. And now you're on the. Are you still on the opposite coast? of California. Yeah, I'm currently in uh, East Hampton, New York, but I was in the city earlier, but I'll be here and I'll be in New York until uh, April 30th. 
See, that's amazing. I want to say now, there's so many things to talk about with what you have going on recently uh, and your life. So I kind of, before we get to the the big release of your album, which I'm very interested in, uh, in talking about, I want to start with how how's it going right now? Like, did you finish your run? You have been a second time uh, being part of Naked Boys Singing. This one's off-Broadway in New York. Is that run finished? No, so we actually run, they're, they're running indefinitely, but my uh, contract is really only until the, the 29th of April. Nice. So I just, I, I help them sort of open it and I'm running with them till the end of April and then I'm back on to Los Angeles. That's yeah. so crazy because you were also, did you do it in Vegas before? Yeah, we did it in Vegas for six months, September 2021 through March 2022. And then there was like a whole year you know, that I went back home, back to LA. And then I saw that Tom, the producer, Dean Gora, um, was opening up Broadway. Like there was this big playbill announcement, Broadway world announcement. And I texted him and I was like, how dare you not ask me to be in this goddamn production? Uh, you know, because it's always been my dream to be on Broadway or off Broadway, or but real. just to be in New York and be back in theater. And like, it's like the heartbeat of theater in New York City. You know what I mean? So it was just... I, I sought after being cast. I told him, I said, I don't care what the pay is. You need to cast me. And then a week later, he bought my flight, and I was on a, I was on a plane to the Big Apple. Nice. Yeah. Um, what I love, so we uh, talk a lot about on our show body positivity and all of these things. What I love about the new incarnation, iteration of Naked Boy Singing is it also has that element involved, especially this off-Broadway of body positivity. It's not yeah. just one body we're celebrating. It's all bodies we're celebrating, uh, whether, yeah, you know, work at the gym or whatever it is. Uh, what's that been like? How has the reception for that been? It's been incredible. Don Giovanni is, he's my absolute favorite. He's just such a sweetheart and he's such a performer. He's a professional, you know, he's been doing theater for a long time. And um, it's just great having people that come to the show, being able to relate to different people on stage. You know what I mean? Like I'm a, you know, I'm a Latino. Um, there's a variety of different casts. And like, I think it's just so important to, to highlight that there are different shapes and sizes right. and that you don't have to fit this mold, you know right. what I mean? Of, right. of whatever, like the ripped guy on stage. And, um, you know, and I just think it's such a great, um, I don't know, it's a great conversational piece. It definitely starts a conversation and For why sure. hasn't this happened sooner and why isn't it happening all the time? You know what I mean? Exactly. And I think that's amazing. I mean, I have just as much respect because uh, since I've, I've followed you for years on Instagram and all that, and you work your ass off uh, to, you know, stay in shape and be like above, you know, you really stay on top of it and go above and beyond. And sometimes I'll watch, you'll do these videos of your workouts and I'm like, good for you. No, I will not do that. that I am not oh, that committed. Was, that was me earlier today in the city. I had um, one of my castmates is also a personal trainer and oh. I hired him, D Dylan. Um, I hired him to train me. He's been fantastic because I have issues with like mobility and I know people don't believe this, but like I don't work out now as much for the aesthetic as I do for like the mental health of it all. And also my, just, I'm getting older and I just want to feel my best. Um, but some days are a struggle, man. And like, it's just, uh, you, well, gotta, you just, that, those are the days that I think are the most important to be there, you know, yeah. or the day that you're like, I do not want to do this shit right now but I'm going to show up with an attitude, but I'm still going to show up. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, so, yeah. at the same time, we, um, I think we can't belittle this. I mean, I think we fall into the cliche a lot of 
judging books by their cover and acting like, oh, this must be easy for you. Or And it's, you know, it doesn't matter where we are, no matter where we are on a, on a physical level, where we are on a mental level, it takes work, period. And it does help your mental health to make yourself go do that. Um, but I love that we're at a point where we're saying, you know, we're going to take this. I mean, I remember I'm a man of a certain age. I remember 20 years ago when Naked Boy Singing first came out and I was this yeah. young queer guy and I remember watching the video because it, it listen people it takes everything that a you know a good stereotypical gay boy like me loved which was Broadway and great songs from Broadway and then the guys are naked I'm like how could yeah. you not want this but I remember finding it fascinating then and then to see that they continue because I know the producers have their own personal story as well so to see that it is it is evolving and involving everybody I just can't say enough. I wish there. I was in New York and everybody could go because I, I just, I know they do it every week. Um, it's just something to celebrate and we need to celebrate that. So, I mean, props to you for doing a very vulnerable show like that. I mean, and listen, I'm not a spring chicken anymore, you know. Um, <laughs> I am a man of a certain age as well. <laughs> and I honestly feel more in my skin now than I did when I was in my 20s because I've been able to have these experiences and also I'm not comparing myself to other people and their bodies I'm this is who I am this is you know we get one trip right you know one life to live and it goes by quicker than you think so I just try to always keep that in perspective and this show you know back in Vegas when I started doing the show like it gave me such a confidence being butt naked because you can't hide behind anything no. your angles are all they see every angle you know yes. what i mean so like you're not always sucking in or like you know right giving your like you know the you know whatever yeah. the muscle, flex your abs you know? every every yeah. second the I camera mean, like, goes on i got over that after like the first week in vegas i'm like i am not flexing for an hour i'm sorry right? but like this, what you see is what you get and you know it, what's great about the show is that you sort of forget five minutes in that we're naked you just sort of start to focus on how fucking funny it is yeah. and we're dancing with flaccid penises right swapping around. it's hilarious yeah. like it's it's a, it's a reason why it's been around for 20 plus years for real I, I always tell people that it's you know when you get out of the shower and you see yourself in the mirror there we're just all this is what we are and you just it's get to silly. see these guys just vulnerably sharing everything you know what i mean yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. And I do, I mean, this is all, uh, you know, I do think about what I do. I, was t I have to tell my team that. I do, there is a rhyme to my reason, a reason to my rhyme. Um, the vulnerability <laughs> seems to be this thread, I think, that, uh, that I feel is going through your life. And so before we get into this very vulnerable album that you're about to release, um, I want to talk about, and, this, and I said it in the beginning, um, sometimes people, interviewers, want to define us by one moment. And I have no doubt you have been uh, asked about American Idol season seven because it was the beginning, I think, of people, of a lot more people being aware. It, however, yeah. it does not define a person. But what I find fascinating about that time is you talked a lot about how you got there. You, you know, your beginning being brought up was not the easiest. These are the things that you take into your adulthood. These are the things that even if someone uh, looks aesthetically a specific way, uh, you know, they're, they're out there busting their ass to do their art. The fact is yeah. we all bring our suitcases with us. And that's yeah. what American Idol, because you also went through shit 
during American Idol. Absolute bullshit. Yeah. 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 Uh-huh. So I want to start with you talk. You've uh, had quotes talking about how you brought those those childhood things, the what happened to you that affected you on American Idol. Yeah, right? That's why you got muscles, because that's what you've been carried around. I have to carry all that weight, you know? (laughs) Exactly. What makes you, first of all, all of that baggage, what made you think, I'm going to do an autobiographical album, and I'm just going to let it, I'm going to talk about this shit, you know, that created this person? Because it's a cool story. Yeah. It's it's trauma, but it's such a cool story because I there's not a lot of people that have been through what I've been through on that show. My best friend Cliff, who I'm here with um, in East Hampton, he was like, you know, you're a trailblazer. He told me this two nights ago, and I was like, what? He's like, you're a trailblazer. Like, the things that you went through on Idol was just like when shaming wasn't a thing, you were shamed. Like, you were the poster child. Yeah. For, I remember the headlines. I was right underneath Britney Spears after she had shaved her head. And, I, and then it was me, the stripper, the gay stripper who got booted off American Idol. Yeah. So for, I don't know. Like, it's just, I think at the time, I never thought I would talk about it. I actually shied away from it in a lot of interviews. I hated when people brought it up because yeah. they, you know, it, it was really harsh back then when it first happened. But then as time went on, I just started, I started taking my power back and I started, you know, redefining sort of my narrative, what people thought of me. I put out, I think I put out, this is my fourth album. I've put out like eight singles, six music videos. I've done so much. I've toured and I opened, I opened for John Legend at Barack Obama's inauguration. Right? You know, I've done some really cool things. And I just thought like, wow, that's a lot of adversity to overcome and then still end up working for the last 15 years. Yeah. And, and why not just tell the story? So, so that's where I'm at with it right now. And, and I feel like, you know, when I talk about it and I'm vulnerable, I feel like it, it's really therapeutic for me. And it, and I think, I mean, there becomes a time, I think, in every artist's life where I feel like you have that, you have that fork in the road, that option. I can either, yeah. I'm just going to lay it bare. And because it's cathartic to be able to work through it when it's with your art. I mean, if I read the story yeah. right, uh, tell me, give me more of where the title of your new album came from. Uh, because if I, if I remember correctly, it came from how you were treated by the press and everybody at a time. But okay. first of all, tell everybody what album they're going to be looking for and then why you chose to name it that. Yeah, so the album's actually available right now. It's called Don't At Me. Um, and honestly, it's just a giant fuck you to the critics and, and a giant um, appreciation for how far this little boy has come. And, and I, you know, there's the, the title track, Don't At Me, I wrote when I was in Vegas and I took a news clip from Fox, from the Fox news reporters who was like, and the latest scandal was, and that's the intro to that song. Um, and the record sort of like skips. And then you hear me come in and start talking about my truths, honestly. And like, um, I, when I, you know, my boyfriend came up with the album title and then I just wrote the song based on that. I was like, what do you think? Cause I was driving back from Vegas to go see him in Los Angeles during our off time. And I was like, what do you think this album should be called? Like, you know what the songs are. And he's like, what about like, don't at me? And I'm like, it's fucking brilliant. Right. I actually love that. For all the keyboard warriors out there, do not at me. If you don't like it, keep it moving. Um, because for years and years and years, like I would read the comment section. And oh, man, when I talk, when I tell you that like, I didn't realize how much trauma I had from that experience 15 years later, I'm barely unpacking it, you know? And I'm yeah. in therapy again, thank God. And we're talking about some of those things. And like, I would minimize it and not want to talk about it. But like, the truth is my therapist said this, he's like, you've been through a lot. 
and I'm not the only one. There's other people on the show, and I won't mention their names out of privacy, but like that are in therapy for the same reasons because of what happened to them at such a young age. Mm -hmm. So this album for me was just like, not only was I scrutinized for being gay and for taking off my clothes as a stripper who put myself through college, but now I'm actually taking off my clothes again and performing and getting paid for it. So go yourself. You know exactly. what I mean? Exactly. Like, watch, watch me now. If you thought, if you thought you had scandal, then let's talk about the team <laughs> yeah. now. Let's bring up, especially because with the tools we learn as we get older, oh, bring it. Like, bring it now because, yeah. you know, we're, where I feel like we were taught in a, in a culture, you know, before this, we were taught to have to accept uh, certain things, especially, um, as I'm sure we can agree, it, the industry is not built uh, to treat you as a human. The industry is built to either break you apart or for you to find how you own yourself. You know what I mean? Yeah. So it was not built to support David Hernandez. And yet you right. have found a way to make it work for you. How hard was that journey? I mean, honestly, I feel like I'm still on the journey. I think this is like probably some of the first steps to, to healing and to really accepting my past and like where it's all led. Because I mean, honestly, I mean, look, I, I've been in, I've been interviewed, you know, thousands of times and I, up until this point I was always sort of not talking about the elephant in the room yeah. and why I went home and how homophobic our culture was back then and how you know nobody wanted a gay former stripper as their American idol and stuff right. like that and like, I just kind of would push it under you know because that was you know like you said like that's how I was taught like don't acknowledge it and it'll go away yeah but yeah. that's not what happens it's like I'm going to take the power back and I'm going to acknowledge it right now so that I can control the damn narrative so that y'all yeah. ain't trying to run amok with the different stories. And so I'll tell you really what happened. Like I was a stripper. I put myself through college and then I auditioned for American Idol. I dropped out of college and the rest is history. Yeah. But for that time, I don't regret it at all. And now there's a former stripper who made it into, you know, yeah. openly former stripper, you know, before American Idol, former stripper who is now in the top, whatever, you know, made it past yeah. Hollywood week. And that's, amazing and i hope in some way shape or form i've been a part of that um sort of change for people because yeah. i don't think you should be defined by so what if you were a stripper it's not like you were a murderer or right know, it's just stripping people right um so yeah it's yeah it's, it's been a long long it's been a long road but i'm i'm happy that i'm ending up like living my own truth that's the most rewarding part of it exactly and and a moment we cannot allow a moment to define us you know, yeah. every moment builds us into who we are and we need to embrace that person and then move forward. I want to talk about your new single, which uh, I've listened to 80 billion times uh, and I'll Thanks. sing it and pretend that I'm you. And it's, it's really fun. <laughs> yes. But okay, you have said that. it's called When It Rains, It Pours. And it it talks about those moments. We all have them where our inner our inner voice is not being very cool with us. It's kind of like breaking us down. Yeah. And you, you've said when it rains, it pours is about feeling alone and building walls that you think are protecting you, but only work to further isolate, which is depression to a T. <laughs> that is the depression monster. That is exactly yeah. what it is. So when you're writing, you wrote this with your producer. Um, when writing this, it's very personal. Like oh, yeah. it's very much putting your inner feelings out for all what are you thinking? I mean, I don't know how your process is, but sometimes when we start a song, we don't know where it's going to go. What was it like yeah. to, to lay bare all of that? 
Well, when we when I was in the studio with my boy Trent Park, who produced the record, um, he had this idea, and I don't think it was when it rains it pours, but it was it was just kind of ah, 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 like overlapping. Yeah. And so then we made the beat sort of around that. You know, we did the we we just made the beat really together, and then I took it, went back to Vegas. And I had a bottle of wine. <laughs> As we should. There, and I was like, you can't hold anything back on this. Like, you have to really talk about how you feel. And I, and I wrote it. And I think I wrote it in like an hour. Um, wow. And it took me, it took me, you know, another hour to lay all the vocals. It came, it was amazing how easily it came. Because I was really just speaking my entire narrative, like my truth. It was, you know, my life. So it's it just flowed out and... Um, and the opening line literally is, uh, lonely. Yeah. It feels like this what I'm on is lonely. Like, and it does because when all the crowds go away, when the theater is empty, you go home to yourself and it's just such a weird feeling, right? Yeah. Like you're just, it goes from, you go from zero to like, or you go from everything to like zero in like, you know, an hour. Yeah. And so, um, that was basically it. I just wanted to kind of talk about like, you know, and it, People are not uh, new to this situation, but I went to rehab for Xanax uh, five years ago, and I've been clean from prescription pills ever since. Um, but I talk about that because that was a huge part of like my existence for a long time. Like I would just take Xanax to just numb myself, especially after American Idol, because um, it was really painful. You know, I was I was I was called a lot of things. Yeah. <laughs> besides my name. <laughs> right. Yeah. Exactly. So, <laughs> so yeah, that's and then. Uh, and then I sent it to my other other producer friend, Push Kalan, and he mixed it. And he was like, bro, this is like, this is some deep shit. And I was like, yeah, <laughs> I could have went deeper. I could have went a little bit deeper in retrospect, right. but I didn't, you know, I wanted people to be able to relate to it too. But um, just like even like the second verse, when I talk about parties, I hide my pain from strangers I meet. Distract me. Uh, anxiety makes it so hard to breathe. That I mean, it's it's so true. My anxiety sometimes is so crippling, and I go down a spiral. And I think there's a lot of people, especially since the pandemic, that can relate to that. Oh, for real. I think many of us were spiraling. And I, I love that you say, I was reading things, and you talk about the spiral because we don't, we don't have these conversations. Even though yeah. we say we have evolved in our... We really haven't. We, there is still such a shame to even say, I go to counseling, to even say, I suffer from depression, to even say that I spiral, with which anybody who goes through depression knows exactly what that means because it means it's more than just, Oh, but then someone I loved came over and said, it's all good. And then I was out of it. That's not your, that spiral takes you down. And to you be hear, able to hear one bad comment yeah. and maybe there's like 200 positive ones. And the only thing you tune into is the one bad comment. And exactly. the other day this happened to me, I saw a photo of myself that I absolutely hated and I started going down this spiral and I was like, I could, I could smoke weed. I could drink a bottle of wine to numb myself. But I was like, David, it's 2 PM. Oh yeah. <laughs> because my old habits would have done that. You know yeah. what I mean? Like I would have been drunk by three Yeah. because it's just so crippling to see yourself in a way that you, I don't know. It's a weird thing for me. And I, I can say that I'm strong so much, but the truth is, is I still have, it's very slippery for me. Yeah. Like, I, you know, one photo or one comment can send me on this, like, yeah. just this self-deprecating, masochistic, you know, yeah. feud with myself. Exactly. And, you know, and, I, and I, I really try to be 
my own best friend these days. And it's, it, I don't always get it right. But, and neither do friends, right? We got to be kinder to ourselves is we have to yeah. cut ourselves some slack. But I think it's, this is why I always tell uh, the, the monsters, the haters out there at their keyboard, which is why, why participate in that? Why help someone else feel the way that I'm pretty sure you feel for doing this? We tear each other down yeah. because we do it out of our, out of our own pain. And you talked earlier yeah. about, we all have a story. Um, and yeah. we do definitely have a story. Where is it? It's it's a it's a it's a funhouse mirror in the industry um, to try to keep your your feet on level ground and yet do something as brave as this is to be like. But I'm going to tell you these pieces. How how do you make it to where those comments are not going? Because you know you've laid it bare. People are going to the vultures are there. How do you take care of yourself? Oh, God, that's such a good question because I feel like I'm still trying to take care of myself. I think I'm learning new tools every day, but it's always I have to really be really cognizant of the way that I'm talking to myself because those those words, they manifest into actions in the way that I treat myself. Um, what's funny now to me is when I see comments and stuff, I, I don't know, like people people just never cease to amaze me, but also – they amaze me at the, the audacity. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, if, I guess now for me, if you're talking about me, it means I'm doing something right. If you have an, if you're going to take the time to weigh in then you're obviously listening to me, right. which is great. Um, but I mean, I don't know. I don't, I haven't really experienced uh, the sort of scrutiny that I experienced when I was on the, on, on idol, I was, but I was also, maybe I have, but I was also 24 then. So maybe, right. Now I, I, I see and hear some of those things and they just kind of like roll off my back because I'm just like, I have other, I got a boyfriend, I got a dog to take care of, I right. have a life to live. Like I don't have time to sit in my feelings based on something that you think of me right? maybe anymore, you know, but that's not to say that if I, you know, tomorrow if I catapulted to superstardom that I wouldn't be hurt by some of those things. I, I think I probably would if the whole world saying something negative about you. Yeah. Um, Again, it goes back to therapy and just kind of getting those tools uh, to learn how to navigate through some of those like negative moments because yeah. the world can be a bitch. <laughs> oh my God. And and sadly, it feels uh, sometimes like it's designed to be. Uh, we work on this show to be cheerleaders. I think it's more important to raise each other up than tear each other down. And I have to say yeah. the other thing that I am so thankful for my time I spent down there was to see artists like you you basically what people need to understand is human beings doing something they love and having to work like to the bone. You know what I mean? When you want to create. Yeah. Yeah. So someone like yeah. you, you write your own songs. You're, you're do yeah. you're out there performing your own music. Um, what's it like when you know, when's that moment you're like, it's time to write again. It's time to, to process this because that helps battle depression is to be able to process in whatever way we do uh the emotions going through us um i try well i try not to force it i really haven't written anything since i wrote this album um because it took a lot out of me and it's just such an emotional roller coaster being that vulnerable but um i think uh i don't know like for me when the writing comes i just i try to seize the opportunity because the thought flows so quickly and i'll right. go into my voice notes and i'll write down lyrics and jot them whatever but um i just kind of let it happen organically because i feel like when i try to force myself to write it just kind of like 
it just it doesn't it, it right. it's not as authentic for me but there's other but i've also realized like during covid that like my only like writing is not my only superpower being a singer is not my only superpower um you know i'm a i'm a great brother i'm a great son i'm a great boyfriend i i'm a great friend nice. and i tried to i tried during covid to sort of not like wrap myself up in um the singer songwriter thing because yeah. that's what my identity was and when that fails business wise or seemingly fails then then i felt like a failure so i have to i work every day to sort of build other parts of my life up so that the only thing that doesn't def so that the singing songwriting isn't the only thing that defines me or the accolades that right. i have as david hernandez american idol aren't the only things that define me right um and so like writing isn't always on the forefront of my brain you know music isn't always on the forefront of my right. brain I you think know, I, I love other other things too. I think that's so funny because people, first of all, you know, there's a group that's like, oh, "How dare he!" And it oh, reminds yeah, right. It reminds me of a Barbara yeah. Streisand interview because I'm that gay, uh, where she says the guy's <laughs> like the guy cannot get through his head, the reporter, that she just doesn't go around singing because, of course, she's this amazing singer, and she goes, "I've got things to do. I I am not going to do yeah. dishes and sing." And I'm like, and people yeah. were appalled. And I'm like, yeah. why? We should all have touchstones. We should all have thing anchors in our lives that aren't just this one defining characteristic. Just because you think it defines me doesn't mean it defines me. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. yeah, 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 totally. Yeah, I think I think that's super important in being like a, a well-rounded human. You know, like um, not to just uh, equate your self-worth with what you achieve professionally. Yeah. yeah, there's other things that you're so beautiful at doing you know and it, it it took the pandemic for me to realize some of those things that yeah. i i actually i'm starting a podcast soon i'm nice. gonna do a docuseries i would love i dove back into my acting class like because i love acting i started off musical theater when i was eight years old right you know and it's now i'm finally back here x amount of years later <laughs> um but it's weird how it always comes your truth always comes back around no matter what you know what you're what you're meant to do always comes back around and yeah. it's just when i leaned into that it things just started feeling like less less of me swimming against the current you know right. and more like i was just going with what the good lord or the good universe has intended right. for me to do whatever well i yeah. have to say though that i am thrilled that you I am thrilled that a piece of you, because that's all we get to see. People need to understand that. People are more than just what we see on Instagram or what we see if they're an artist. Oh, my God, uh, yeah. I'm thrilled uh, that you're singing and you're writing, because for those of us who can connect to that music, it's, a, it's, it's therapeutic for us as well. Let's say we're talking to, we all know mental health is something that, listen, dealing with mental health and becoming healthy has been around forever, but we're just trying to talk yeah. about it more. What would you say? So you're an artist. Uh, you have your friends. What would you say to someone who maybe this isn't their, you know, they're not uh, this kind of artist. How would you, what would you say to them that might be good advice when they're trying to deal with their own spiral? Oh, um, God, it's so different for everybody. And I'm still trying to figure it out, but I don't want to be disingenuous when I say this, but like, I try to, I try to focus on the small, the smallest of things like my breathing. Um, I'll call somebody who really loves me and knows my heart and yeah. say like, this is how I'm feeling about myself right now. Do you agree? And nine chances out of 10, they don't, Right, right. you know, the way you're talking to yourself, they would never dare speak to you that way. And exactly. you shouldn't speak to yourself that way either. Um, 
but yeah, I mean, I'm, you know, I think, I don't know. I try to, I, I'm trying to be more minimalistic in the things that I put on my plate. Like yeah. I'm trying to sort of make it so I'm, I'm, I have less stressors in my life so that I don't, I'm not inclined to stay up late or drink too much or go into a depressive spiral or, you know, whatever the case right. is. So I would just, I, I try to focus on the simplicities like, and I think having a little animal kind of helps too. Cause oh, like, the so dude just loves the shit out of you. Like, it's, it, I mean, there's nothing he wants more than you just to be home. Exactly. And like him, he literally won't, he lays on either my lap or Derek's lap. Oh. And it's just like, it's a humbling experience, right? Like yeah. I'm sure just like having a child, um, it just makes it, it's something bigger than you, like in yeah. your ego and these crazy thoughts you have about yourself. Exactly. So I, I, again, like I would just say, focus on the simplicity and try to minimize like your stressors that that works seems to work for me sometimes. <laughs> right. Right. As best as any of us can, can make it. I, I am of the opinion yeah. anymore that everybody at some level deals with some mental health issue, whether it's depression, whether it's as deep as some of us go or not, it's something because of how the world just happens to be. And like you said, the pandemic brought it all to the forefront. Um, and so yeah. it, the pandemic brought it to your face and you had to deal with it. Yeah. I mean, cause you were sat with yourself exactly. and whoever you, was in your home, if yeah. you had someone in your home, but you had to, I mean, literally like the mirrors right here and yeah. you had to say, okay, I might not like those parts of myself, but how do I live with it? Because you know, this is me or how do I, how do I grow from it? I guess would be exactly, better. which I think I, yeah. I wish more of us would ask that question. I think society would be in a lot better shape if we all said, yeah. how do I grow from this? One of the things I want to say about this new single is it's funny because you're in the song, you talk about these, these real feelings that you're going through, but then it's like, you offer some hope, even in the video, which uh, when that gets released, it's absolutely stunning. But there's even visual cues that are like, I want to give some hope here. And there is this whole, yeah. uh, you bring in this uh, wonderful female uh, voice who's talking about yeah. the things that, that we need to remember. Can you talk to us about why you chose these moments of hope in the song talking about your, your, uh, your heartache, your loneliness? Um, well... So the girl at the end was put in by my producer, Trent Park. I didn't even, I had no, he sent the final to me and that was yeah. in there. And I was like, oh my God, this is like, I get goosebumps thinking about it now. Cause I'm like, that's so cool that yeah. she's, it's, she's such like a, she's that positive voice in your head. Like all the shit you think about doesn't even matter. You know, at the end of the day, like you're just conjuring up all this negative stuff in your head and it's taking up space. Yeah. And, um, does that answer the question? <laughs> yes, I, I think no. that's, that's kind of like, <clears throat> that's sort of why, you know, and I say to myself at the end, uh, I'm all right. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because at, at the end of it all, like, I, I know I say at some point in the song, I'm like, uh, open your eyes and see there's nothing wrong, but oh, it's all wrong. Yeah. And then at the end of it, I say, and she's talking to me like my therapist would or yeah. in her voice. And then I'm just like, I'm all right. Right. I think I'm okay. Exactly. Okay. Yeah. You know, I, I don't think being okay always feels like, yes, I nailed it. Sometimes it's just like, okay. Yeah. I think I, think I have this for right now. Yeah. You know? In and this I, moment, sort of, you're still there. In this moment, <laughs> I got it. Yeah, but exactly. It's it's a moment by moment basis, yeah. you know, case by case situation. And I think that she's sort of like, um, the whole song is really just like inner monologue. It's just right? like, well, you're, you know, you're giving words to what 
is already going through so many of our heads. I will say, I love that in the end of the video, um, you're all in white. It's that moment of redemption. I think we live life in the cycle of the Phoenix and we need to remember that although there are days we may crash and burn, we always rise again. And it's that, that moment. And I have to say one of the things she says, uh, the female voice in the song says is once you realize that all the shit you used to care so much about just keeps you a prisoner of your own mind. You know, it's those moments that you're like, say that to me. You have to remember those. And maybe it's something that some of us need to say that exact word or listen to that exact song to remind us it looks dark now. It's not dark forever. You know what I mean? And I, you know, and through the video, there's, there's water, fire and wind element that I feel like is literally in my brain all at the same time. That's why we chose those elements. And then at the end of it all, like you said, it's like that, that moment of like clarity and, and that's why white symbolizes like just this purity that it's like that little boy that started off the musical theater when I was eight years old. And I just, ha- all I had were pure thoughts. Like yeah. I just wanted to sing, you know, and like yep. then somehow the business just completely fucks you up. Oh, and for sure. Then you, but you have to go back to that kid that had dreams and that, that kid that like, you know, he's still in there. You have to talk yeah. to that kid, you know, and, and, and hold him. Tightly. I, I remember um, one of the things my therapist said was, when you're feeling anxious or depressed, talk to yourself. Say, I see you. I hear you, anxiety. We're going to take care of you. Yeah. Don't worry. Because those things are just as much a part of you as love and joy and happiness and yep. all that stuff. Right? Because they, you know, they make you who you are. So it's, you can't ignore it. Like it has to be talked to and dealt with. Exactly. Yeah. That's a, that's a very important thing. That's a, that's one of those master class lessons that you have to make sure Man, you climb to. And it's easier said than done. Cause when I'm going down the spiral, the last thing I want to do is be like, I see you bitch. You yeah, know, like, <laughs> exactly. You know? Exactly. That's what I want to say. I want to be like, I see you bitch. Right. I'm gonna fuck you up. Exactly. Like, that's, yeah, that's, what I, that's what I really want to say. But I, but you know, you got to treat it with care. just like you treat yeah. The parts of well, yeah. what a, a mature, honestly, until you said that, I don't think I've ever thought about that, but you're right. They're all pieces of who you are. So if you truly yeah. say you want to learn to love yourself, you got to love all the pieces. You got to love all of it. All I of mean, it. if you think, think about this, when you ignore a little kid crying, what does the kid do? He cries oh, more. Yep. You're going to ignore your anxiety or your depression. It's going to be anxious even more and depressed yep. even more. You have to acknowledge those parts of yourself and not be ashamed of those parts of yourself. I think one of the biggest things, because I was shamed so early on in my career, yeah. that I've carried that shame with me, and it's just accumulated like a snowball. Right. All this stuff like I'm so ashamed of. I was ashamed of stripping. I was ashamed of being gay. I was ashamed of Xanax. I was ashamed of alcohol. All those things, and it doesn't shame doesn't do anything for you. Like it, yeah. it doesn't help you heal. You know what I mean? So, yeah. yeah. So this, so don't at me. It's out now. Uh, people can go there. What? So people have, I've read things obviously, and people are excited because there's, you know, like with this song, go into that R and B that you do so well. Uh, what can we expect from this whole album? A journey. I hope that you can relate to at least one song on there. You know, we, there's a song on there. It's my next single. Uh, it's the, the single after this. It's a song called Miss You. We're going to shoot a music music video for it, hopefully really soon. But it talks about loss during the pandemic and the loss of my grandmother. Oh, wow. um, the loss of love, you know, like um, boyfriends in the past and friendships that fizzled away. Some things were just seasonal and they've been hard to let go. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I think 
the album is empowering for me and i think it should be empowering for other people too that you know to not judge yourself and not let others judge you as well and or, or at least not let the judgment sink in and exactly you know affect your life but um people are always going to judge you so that's why don't at me such a powerful uh yeah message for me um and then there's a song called vices on there which we talk about nice stuff <laughs> <laughs> we talk about drunk dialing your exes oh god yeah being way too inebriated on whatever <laughs> it is your poison is um right yeah i mean it's just it's a really a, it's an it's an adult record for me you know yeah. it's just an adult experience like and if you know you know <laughs> yeah exactly and i have to say everybody in the room that you can't see they're all doing the whole head nod when you talk about certain things i feel like it's gonna hit yeah. a note i'm just gonna say i feel like we all are ready for this to happen now you were i noticed on your website that uh, at one point you were giving away like signed uh copies you only had a hundred though are they all yeah. gone the books yeah that you were gonna sign for people yeah. those are gone yeah. i knew they would not a hundred I'm like people. You don't even know. Yeah, they're gone. Hundred is like I mean, that. I, it was such a, it was such a moment in my life. You know, having the nude experience. So I yeah. released that book, and it was it was such a such beautiful photos. I've never been photographed like that. Yeah. I've never saw myself the way those photographs captured me. So I was just like, oh my god, you look good, kid. Um, <laughs> but it was, uh, yeah. And, and then I was over it. Like once right. those hundred went, I was done. Exactly. You Your know, life like, moved okay, on. That's enough, that's enough. Yeah. Right. And right. I know some people in my life were like cringy during that period of my life for six months. I think some of my friends actually <laughs> muted me on Instagram and stuff. And I was like, go ahead. Wow. Yeah. You know, I, I don't care that it, it, what, you know, to each his own. Um, yeah. But yeah, I, I think now it's just a little bit less nudity <laughs> on my socials and more just, you know, it's, I just, I've transitioned into like a different phase. Yeah. You know? Yeah, it's like yeah. you're a, a full-fledged human being. That's shocking. Shocking. Man, but, <laughs> isn't that weird? We have different, I different know. Uh, facets of our psyche. And, but yeah, what I love about that that part and then that I feel like everything has built its way to this album. Everything, the whole vulnerable learning has come from so many pieces of your life and it has naturally evolved into Don't At Me. At least, that's me, hasn't listened to the whole album yet. Uh, that's the impression I get uh, in speaking to you and seeing uh, this yeah. video and this song. Um, so how, what is the most exciting things you're looking forward to with this album release and you going out and, you know, telling people all about it? I don't know. I, I've, when I released it, I sort of just shed it. Like that was, that was me shedding it and however you receive it, how you receive it, but I yeah. let it go. And then, and then I recorded when it rains, it pours the music video. We shot that. And then I decided just, a few weeks ago that I was going to release that as the first single. Nice. I'm just letting everything happen organically. And I don't, yeah. I don't know what the plan is. I don't really, yeah. I don't really have a plan and I'm just kind of going with what my heart says. And I feel like right now is just such a great time for me to talk about my mental health and for, and to connect with other people to talk about their mental health. And I think we, um, if this could prevent somebody from hurting themselves, yeah. that would, that would be a success in my eyes, you know? Because I think a lot of people that take their own lives, and especially in the pandemic, just didn't see a way out. And a lot of that happens because you feel so isolated and you don't think anyone's sharing those same feelings with you. And the truth is, is there's millions of people going through the same thing. They're just not talking about it. 
So I figured, why don't I fucking talk about it so that we can all just get this out of the way so we can start like figuring out how we get through it together. Yeah. Yeah. And I think that's my biggest goal. I don't have a plan. I don't know what's going to happen next. I'd hope to be in a TV series. I hope to be on Broadway. I hope, I hope, I hope, I hope. Yeah. I just hope that I can be happy above all, you know what I mean? And yeah feel less anxious as much as I can. Right. Well, we hope the same thing. One of the things we love to celebrate on the show, not only our artists, but our authentic people, authentic humans. So I hope you continue this very open conversation about mental health, how important it is and how it's all of us people. Nobody needs to be in the shadows. It's all of us. And we all need to find our way and together we'll find it a little better. And maybe for a lot of people, it's listening to this album. So before we close, will you please tell people where they're going to go get this album? Don't at you by David Hernandez. Absolutely. It's on all streaming platforms, including YouTube. So you got Spotify, Apple Music, Tidal, Pandora, uh, Google Play. I mean, everywhere. It's everywhere right now. And then the music video for When It Rains Reports drops on April 19th at 12 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Um, I'm doing a show at the Lori Beachman Theater, which That's I will be right. performing the single on April 21st um, with a full band and two amazing background singers. And um, it's my first time doing that kind of thing in New York. So I'm, I'm super excited and um, I don't know if I can just change one life, I would be eternally happy. Honestly, yeah, that would be if somebody can talk to if I can talk to somebody the way that I wish somebody would have talked to me when I was in the thick of it. Um, then that that feels like success. Yeah, yeah. I think it's amazing. I uh, have always enjoyed our interactions through the years, and I wish you nothing but amazing. I hope all of those hopes you just listed. Just knock them down like on a checklist because you deserve them all. And so uh, please. Well, you know that I adore you. I, I, I adore you. You're amazing. I always enjoy doing interviews with you because you ask like some really great questions. Oh, thank you. A lot of people just ask basic ones. You actually right. listen and you do your research and you, you know, I think you're a great journalist and I appreciate working <sighs> with you and. What? What? <laughs> well, the, I, the only thing I missed this time is that I'm not down there, so we can't, or I'm not in New York, so we can't do it in person because, let's be honest, it's all about the dog. That is, I am just there because the cutest, no. cutest little guy ever. So Jackson's amazing, and he howls at all the fire trucks and ambulances that go by all the time. <laughs> So he's, he's amazing. He's yeah. trying he to help. He is the star of the family. Yeah. As it everybody should be. I am, but. I mean, I have my little one. I get it. So, uh, David, everybody listening uh, to the show or watching the show uh, this week, please uh, support our local artists, support people who are willing to put their whole soul out there for us to learn to connect. So uh, definitely check out David Hernandez. If you haven't heard him, you probably should start. I'm just going to put that out right now. But, David, thank you so much for spending time with us. Thank you, guys. And to everybody in the background, thank you so much, too. Bye. Oh, there's the bye. Okay, thanks, David. (laughs) Bye. Bye.